passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Thunderstruck, a series devoted to looking at the greatest matches of one Jushin Thunder Liger, as picked by each standalone and unique guest of this series. And uh, joining me today is the uh, co-host of the New Japan-centric podcast, the Super Cast, which you can find over at VoicesOfWrestling.com, a good friend of mine as well. I can say this because I've actually met him in person and we've dined together. So I feel that qualifies me and him as, as being good friends now. He is Joel Abraham. Joel, how are you today? Um, very well, thank you. It's all about that tablet ordering in Japan, isn't it? Tablet you don't ordering. have to deal with the shame of having to go face to face with a waiter ordering obscene amounts of food. No, tablet ordering is amazing. So just to enlighten the listeners, so you and I... Uh, went to see Dominion together, and but the night before, you yourself, your wife Molly, and my and me, we went to. We were looking for a place to to eat, but believe it or not, in Osaka, it's a little difficult to find things st- still open around like ten thirty p.m. at night, even though it's like a major city in Japan. But thankfully, we found an izakaya, which is a Japanese style uh, restaurant where you can order a bunch of like dishes, like uh, and they're all you know fairly you know affordable, and like so you can just order plates and plates plates of stuff you get the the nomi hodai which means all you can drink and it's a great deal and then you and i spent like what two hours just eating and drinking and talking yeah and we enjoyed it so much wh that we actually went back to the same restaurant again several days later and if you can believe this ordered even more food that was us on our best behavior because we didn't want to embarrass ourselves in front of you but (laughs) we were off the leash the next time Oh no, like I please in the future, just go crazy. I don't care. Like, and I, I can tell, like, uh, y- you guys love food just from like your Instagram and your Facebook posts because, like, we're friends on those platforms as well. So, yeah, in January, if you guys feel like, you know, you're gonna just go crazy ordering at an Izakaya and, and I'm with you, don't, don't worry about how I perceive it. I, I'm the same way with my friends. This is like, okay. We're going to order more. Uh, if we go to like Yakiniku, right? Like where you grill your own meat. We just, my friends and I just order meat to the point where we're like, can I can I get up from this table? I don't know because like I am really full and I'm and I feel like all this meat's going to explode out of my out of my intestines like like just the wrong way if I move. So it's OK. You have my permission to yes, get crazy. Yes, sign time. us up for that. Definitely. I, I want the exploding intestines meat experience in January, please. See, that's the other thing is like we're probably going to be eating exploded intestines to, you know, from from different animals. So that, so that's it seems appropriate that that would explode our human intestines. But anyways, we, we shouldn't really talk too much about uh, exploding intestines. It's not what this 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 podcast is about. We're, we're here to talk about one Jushin thunder liger and you know like i i say the thing about that's unique about this series joel is that i don't pick any of these matches like the guests pick the match and you know that they want to talk about and and i think and i was thinking yeah that's a great idea because i do less work i just have to watch the match really like you're the one uh, as the guest has to like talk about the background why they picked it and maybe give the backstory of it i don't have to do that much research about it and i think it's Jushin Liger. Who's going to pick a match with Jushin Liger that I'm not going to like? Well, maybe this might be one of those cases where I might regret having this policy, Joel. But I'm not going to say whether or not that's true or not. We'll, we'll get to the heat 
heart of the match and and the the discussion and I'll tell you what I really felt about watching this match. But but Joe, what match did you pick for us to talk about? <laughs> I picked for us uh, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Taichi in the 2017 Best of the Super Juniors. And this is the finals. Uh, this was the final block night. All oh, right, the yeah. A block finals, right? Okay, and uh, yeah. this is this emanates from Osaka Edion Arena Two. This is the the smaller version of Edion Arena, which is in the basement. It's not the main one where you see the the G one usually held. And this uh, the date on this match was May thirty first, two thousand seventeen. And so, Joel, tell me why did you pick this particular match? This. It's a truly historic match, WH, because this was the final Best of the Super Juniors appearance for one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, an absolute legend of the sport. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Tai Chi, and it also happened to be Liger's last appearance in the Best of the Super Juniors too. So you got that double whammy there, a doubly historic uh, wrestling match here with uh, both guys. It's their final Best of the Super Juniors appearance. And I'm sure you're going to have other people on your show who have picked absolute classics, you know, five-star brilliant matches with Liger, who, you know, I widely agreed, one of the, the greatest wrestlers ever. But I just like to be different, WH. So I don't know, uh, it sounds just by your introduction that you weren't that keen on this match. Well, you know, I'm not that keen on Tai Chi. You know, I think anyone who's ever listened to any podcast I've ever been on uh, has knows, like, he's one of my least favorite wrestlers in the last 10 years. Um, I don't like a lot of the shtick. I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of the gimmick, the, the whole, what is it? The Holy Emperor, right? Like, I don't like the, the lip syncing. I don't like the bullshit in a lot of his matches. That being said, like since he's gone heavyweight, he has had some really great matches that I've enjoyed, particularly the ones with Tomohiro Ishii. And I thought he did really well in this year's G1. So I've, not saying I turned around on Tai Chi, but I, I hate him a lot less than I did in 2017. Let me just say that, Joel. But, you know, before we get into the match itself, I, I, I forgot to ask you, what does Jushin Thunder Liger mean to you as a wrestling fan? Because you cover New Japan Pro Wrestling specifically. So, you know, you you would have this kind of really focused perspective on someone who's synonymous with that, that particular company. As a relatively newer fan, I don't have that deep emotional connection to Liger that a lot of other people do, particularly my co-host, Damon McDonald, who I'm sure you all know that listeners probably know him as well, who has just such deep love for Liger. Liger's such a huge part of his uh, fandom as a wrestling fan. So my love for Liger is sort of, I, I enjoy it kind of even more having Damon as a co-host than a friend because I know how much Liger means to him. So I've come in as a fan sort of towards the tail ends of Liger's career. So I haven't been there through, you know, his heyday where he was uh, just the man in the, the junior division. I mean, just speaking about best of the super juniors by itself, he wrestled in every single best of the super juniors except uh, 95 and 2000. He won the competition three times in 1992, 1994, 2001 and Uh, This 2017, that was his 26th and final entrance. So he's got the pedigree there. He's got the history. It's just Liger and the best of the Super Juniors just goes hand in hand together. It's difficult to separate the two. And I know it was very strange for a lot of people watching best of the Super Juniors last year and this year, not having Liger there at all. Yeah. And so what I think the other question I should ask you is that, you know, like anyone who's listened to the Super Jcast knows that you have a deep love for one Taichi Ishikari. Uh, what is it about Tai Chi that you love? Because like, I I I know like there's a lot of people who love Tai Chi, and and I get I can kind of understand why, but he does nothing for me. But I want to know why you specifically love Tai Chi to the point where you just like gush about him for the most part, like in almost every episode of the Super J Cast. Tai Chi is a guy who I think hates himself a bit, and. As a result of that, I think that manifests itself having a big chip on his shoulder as well. And he takes that out on other people and he's just an asshole to everyone. So I see a lot of myself in Tai Chi. So when he's behaving badly like that, I just think, yeah, I, that, that really resonates with me. That's my kind of guy. 
he's not all you know happy and friendly all the time and being nice to everyone no he's if he feels he's been disrespected he acts like a a dick a bit like me on on the old twitter sometimes and uh yeah so i think definitely i feel like i can connect with him personally but i'm gonna level with you wh around this time 2017 i also hated him because his matches stank and he always fucked about with them and you never saw any proper wrestling and I thought this was an interesting match to look at because my love for Tai Chi started to grow, I guess, when he moved to the heavyweight division around, I think this was early 2018, and he started having matches with guys like Naito, Tanahashi, and we actually saw him doing some proper wrestling, which is not something you saw too much from Tai Chi, uh, especially when he was working in the junior division. So I think comparing this 2017 Tai Chi with 2019 Tai Chi's I think having like legitimate bangers with guys like Shingo Takagi and Tomohiro Ishii in the G1 night and day. It's like you're watching a different wrestler. Yeah, I think it's, it is a nice contrast to go back to the Tai Chi that I absolutely hated uh, from this and to the Tai Chi. I can like moderately enjoy some of his matches a lot more now. But um, one thing I want to mention is that you know, I wasn't that surprised when you picked this match because you wrote a piece about this particular match for VoicesOfWrestling.com for their Liger Beat series, which is kind of like a, the kind of written form of this particular show. I, I, I would urge people who enjoy Thunderstruck to go out and check out this article series, essay series about a lot of the different matches that other people have picked and wrote about instead of doing podcasting. And you wrote an article about this particular match. And I will say like, I've watched this match twice. The first time was just to watch it and just kind of absorb it. And the second time was to take notes for it. And But before I watched it the second time, I went back and I, and I read your article about this. And I thought it was a great article because not only did you give like a lot of historical background for Liger, but you, you talked about the, the, the importance for Tai Chi and like you gave a lot of background. Like So in this match, Tai Chi is the A-block leader and that – he he'll more or less, I guess, win the tournament if he beats Liger, who came into this tournament basically winless. He he had zero points going into this match. Yeah, it was just a really interesting way it was set up because, um, like you say, so this is Taichi's seventh best of the Super Juniors, the final time he was in it, and he had never won it before, obviously. And the block that both guys were in was absolutely stacked. You got Ricochet, you got a uh, Former uh, junior champions, Dragon Lee, Mighty Skull, Hiromu Takahashi. you got uh, the current champion, Will Ospreay. So it's like a, a who's who of uh, current New Japan juniors. Uh, and so it was just very delicately balanced. And Taichi was going into this match uh, joint top of the block. So he had eight points. He had wins over Dragon Lee, Mighty Skull, Takamichinoku, Will Ospreay. So all Taichi needed to do was just get a win over Liger, who, like you said, had zero points and he would have won the block. And that would have been a very big achievement to win a block with you know the, the talent that I've listed on there. But looking at Liger's point of view, it's just classic New Japan booking because in other companies, you see the fairy tale story, the, you know, the legend of the sport coming in for his last run in a tournament. And you think, oh, maybe they're going to have, you know, what a Hail Mary run, win it one last time. But that's not how they do things in New Japan. So Liger's, Zero points. He's got the goose egg. Everyone knows it's going to be his final best of the Super Juniors. And I remember beforehand, some people were saying, oh, I think Liger's going to win the tournament. He's going to you know, have one last hurrah. But that's not what happens in New Japan. He lost all six of his league matches up to this point. And the story with Liger, he's just, he's too old. Time's caught up with him. He, the, the guys he's fighting against are stronger than him, faster than him, better than him. And from a personal point of view, I you know, Liger's a humble guy. I can't imagine that he had any problem with this. I'm sure he was campaigning. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if whoever was booking it said like, hey, Liger, should we give you a few wins? And he was like, no, 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 no. I want to lose to everyone apart from the final night. So you had a lot of people who I think were quite surprised or, or disappointed that Liger uh, had such a poor run in this tournament. And you compare it to the previous year with Hiroshi Tenzan, who had his final G1 and people were thinking, oh yeah, maybe this is, you know, he's going to do it. But again, that's ended up, he, he had quite a few losses in that tournament and I don't know how many points he ended up with, but a sort of similar situation here is doesn't always have a happy ending in uh, new Japan. And there's also a bit of history between the two wrestlers, as I mentioned in the article. And I think 
it's quite fitting that we discuss this now with this match coming up at King of Pro Wrestling with Jushin, Liger, Jushin Thunder Liger and Minoru Suzuki because we saw at uh, the destruction in Kobe, I'm going to say, uh, the reappearance of Kishin Liger. And Taichi is a man who is familiar with Kishin Liger because they had a, a tag match together in Dominion in 2012. So it was Liger and Tiger Mask 4 against Taichi and Takamichinoku for the junior heavyweight tag championships. Taichi starts going after Liger's mask. And that's something that just always seems to trigger the appearance of the, the demonic Kishin Liger. So uh, Kishin Liger sort of kind of burst out from beneath the surface of Jushin Thunder Liger. He does a red miss to Taichi, power bombs in through a table. Suzuki can lose the match. They lost the titles. So you've got this uh, history set up between these two guys as well, where there's that little echo, the, the, the ghost of Kishin Liger looming over the match. Yeah, that's uh, all great details that you can find in uh, Joel's article about this match at uh, voiceofwrestling.com under the uh, the Liger Beat series. Go check that out. Um, one thing I do want to like touch upon thing that you mentioned is like this like the like really how unselfish Jushin Thunder Liger is he has had no problem putting over various people throughout his career when he was a huge star in the 90s up until like I guess the start of his tail end in the the, the 2000s up until like really the last 10 years if he can put people over he's gonna do it he has absolutely no ego I think he cares about the wrestling business he cares about New Japan pro wrestling he's he has a big hand in training a lot of the guys in the dojo so it's gonna be i think bittersweet to see liger retire uh this coming uh january but at the same time i'm I'm happy for him because i think that's what he wants i think he just wants to like eat a lot of like chanko nabe at the dojo with the boys and train them and like you know sit on their their stomachs while they're doing bridging exercises that's i think that's his dream and and not having to go to the ring and and maybe he's gonna lose that like buff you know, tan and, and, uh, you know, upper body that he has at the age of 52. What is he now? 55 right now? Yeah. So I was going to ask you the same question, actually. He's absolutely jacked for a guy in his mid fifties. He's got, you know, the rippling muscles and amazing bronze body. You think that's, there's a chance of him losing that after his retirement? Cause I know a lot of professional athletes after they retire, they just get really fat. Uh, but I, I can't imagine a fat Liger for some reason. Oh, I think like him and Tanahashi are just gonna like not give a shit anymore and just like fucking eat at the dojo. They're just gonna eat at the dojo because like all the young boys have to make all the food. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to clean up. They just go in. They do a little couple of workouts with the guys. Like they just teach them some techniques. They don't have to be in shape for that, and they just eat. I, it's it's probably their dream. That's probably fucking Kojima's dream as well. He's just gonna eat bread and like lariat people. Like at the dojo, I think that's like their retirement plan when they, when they finally leave the wrestling ring for the last time. <laughs> but let's get to this match. Uh, so we start off with Tai Chi. He comes out first, uh, doing his lip syncing gimmick for his song. Uh, but alas, Joel, there's no Miho Abe. She's not here today. So I'm already hating this man more than I usually do. Instead, he is accompanied by Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado, his teammates in uh, Suzuki Gun, and I can already smell uh, the, the impending smell of bullshit in the air, Joel. I don't know about you, when you see uh, like Taichi come out with like either Taka or Kanemaru or El Desperado, what what do you smell in the air? Yeah, I can't disagree with you, really. Um, I, I would just say I think Taichi's grown a lot as a, a human being over the past couple of years. I think he's got more confidence in his own abilities to win uh, a wrestling match the right way without having to uh, all the time lean on the shenanigans of his uh, Suzuki Gun buddies. Yeah, so uh, L- Liger's out next, and he gets a very uh, warm response from the audience here in Osaka, who who are like the, outside of like Cork and Hall, like and like Sumo Hall, basically the best New Japan wrestling, New Japan pro wrestling fans in the entire country in the world. They exist in Osaka, Joel. Like as you well know, because you you've been to Dominion and and you've you've experienced the Osaka uh, excitement for for the New Japan product. Um, we we see uh, Taichi immediately attacking Jushin Thunder Liger with his microphone, and who is also jumped by Desperado and Kanemaru. Uh, 
uh, Taichi cuts a promo on Liger, and you translated this in your article. What what did he say to him at this point, Joel? Uh, before we do that, I just wanted to mention that uh, Liger was getting a bit of help removing his cape from three uh, young lads at ringside, three young lions. Uh, I don't know if you, you, you've heard of these guys. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen them. Tomoyuki Oka, Hirai Kawato, Katsuya Kitamura. I mean, what a cursed uh, class of young lions that was. And, and also you can throw in there uh, Kanemitsu, who had to retire. And uh, Yagi, right? Was he, he was in there. Tetsuhiro Yagi was in that group. Uh, he was, yeah, I think he was in the next cohort. He's in the one with like, Shota Umino and um, Ren Narita. Yeah, he had he was re- best buddies with Ren Narita. He had to retire, unfortunately. They, they always get this amazing group of young lions and then for whatever reason like personal reasons or things that we're you know we're not privy to like a cat what's it uh sorry what's his name the, the bodybuilder dude kitamura 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 had a <laughs> what, 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 what yeah motorcycle like scooter accident escape that's a skateboarding yeah. accident <laughs> i'm just waiting for like oh actually he took up ice skating and that's he cut himself accidentally with the skates i don't know like he's he's him and kanemitsu just basically go on youtube and talk about bodybuilding now that's that's all they're doing and and it's it's really great to see that they're not disappear they haven't disappeared entirely from the public consciousness that you know i don't know maybe some people are holding out hope that they're going to come back kanemitsu i pretty much i think he's just done because of injuries kitamura who knows? But yes, but back to the match. Uh, the promo. What oh, the- yeah, sorry. I was going to talk about the, the promo. Yeah. Um, so I had some help translating this with uh, my friend Momo, who was introduced to me by the uh, our mutual friend Fraser. So Momo gave me a lot of help translating these. So I want to give a shout out to her uh, for doing all the hard work here. So uh, the promo, he said, hey, Zuliga. So Zura means a week in Japanese. Officially, it's Katsura. It's a, a, Zura is kind of a slang. Uh, as Japanese doesn't have a difference in pronunciation of uh, R and L. So Taichi puts Zu before his name to tease Liger that he's wearing a wig and to make his name sound stupid. And uh, Taichi says to him, you're graduating from the best of the super junior this year, huh? No, you're wrong. Final best of the super juniors official match today. Uh, you're retiring today. Let's begin his farewell match now. Strike a gong. So thank you, Momo, for the, the translation there. Uh, thank you so much, Momo. Uh, from here, Taichi continues the assault. Liger is thrown outside where Suzuki Gun attacks him some more while uh, Marty Asami is made to look like a complete fucking idiot by uh, Taichi. A, a, a recurring theme throughout the last five years of, of New Japan Pro Wrestling booking. Let's make all our referees look like idiots. Um, uh, from here, uh, there's a big Liger call from the crowd. They're not having this. They're firmly, firmly behind Liger. And one of the positive things that I took away from this match is like how much heat is generated by the bullshit of Tai Chi. I will not deny that it generates a lot of like good heat for Liger, for his opponents. And like this Osaka Kara just wants Liger to come back from this, the chicanery and get back in that ring and beat the piss out of Tai Chi. And I'm, I'm all, and I'm all for it there, Joel. Yeah. It's just funny that he's getting just stomped on the ring by like three guys. And then referee Marty Asami is just like, yeah, okay, let's start the match now. Yeah. Th- this seems good. This is fair. Yeah, from here, uh, Liger reverses a whip and tries for a shote, but uh, Taichi ducks that. Uh, fortunately, Liger catches him in a classic tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. In my estimation, Joel, this his tilt-a-whirl backbreaker is probably the most beautiful, the most graceful, even at the age of 52. I think he's 52 in 2017. Uh, better than even Scott Steiner's. Yeah, I think it's that low center of gravity. It just... It just seems to spin them around so smoothly and cleanly, and it just it just looks brilliant. Yeah, from here, uh, from the uh, Total World Backbreaker, Taichi rolls outside, and Liger follows him, but Desperado foils anything that the mass legend had planned for the uh, holy asshole, as I like to call him. Uh, there's some more cheap shit from Taichi with uh, him choking Liger with a cable. Uh, Liger is thrown into the seats and then choked uh, with a seat, and this is like, you know, the classic. Also, another great ghetto trope uh the walk and brawl get let's go into the crowd almost every match in new japan has this it's, it's especially if it involves members of suzuki gun um we are then uh treated to one of uh booker man ghetto's favorite tropes the near 20 count out but yeah guess what guess what y'all liger gets in at 19 yeah it's like 
painting by numbers here. You, you could tick off on your little list all of the little Gado trips that you're going to get, like the walk and brawl, uh, the interference, the 19 count. You've got the mask shenanigans going on. You've just got your perfect storm of bullshit in this match. I, I, I was really worried there for a second, Joel. I, I didn't think Lyra was going to make it in before the 20 count, but oh, I was so relieved when he, he got in by 19. I, I didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, waiting inside is Tai Chi, who now has the ring bell hammer. So the, you know, ring the bell. So you get, you know, the usually it's the timekeeper dude. He hits it. He's got that. It's in his hand. It's, 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 this is a Tai Chi trope. This is one of his favorite weapons. Uh, tai Chi hits and chokes Liger with it in, in typical Tai Chi manner. Uh, tai Chi then uh, props Liger on the top turnbuckle where he starts to unlace Liger's mask to massive boos from the crowd. Don't fuck with Liger's mask. Yeah, I mean, that is a surefire way to incur the wrath of Kishin Liger. So, again, the story here being that... Uh, Tai Chi's ego and his cruelty is going to end up getting him in hot water because if he would just you know, wrestled a clean match, then he might have ended up winning. But no, he's just got to do all of his nasty shenanigans and uh, we'll see. Does it end up costing him in the end of this match? Yes, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, Liger is able to reverse a vertical suplex. Uh, uh, Liger falls, but he misses a, a charge into the corner and Tai Chi hits him with two thigh slaps. I mean, sorry, uh, kicks. Uh, that uh, let him get a, a two count on Liger. He he is very bad. I will say this about Tai Chi. He's one of the most egregious offenders of thigh slapping for his kicks in, in wrestling. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> nobody's perfect. I mean, what do you want? There's <laughs> a guy who is just, this wrestling match had a, a total of, what, how many moves? About three wrestling moves in the whole thing. I, don't know, I thought the uh, thigh slapping was the least of your worries here. Well, I mean, I say this. The man was trained by Toshiaki Kawada, you know? <laughs> There's no thigh slapping from Toshiaki True. Kawada, you know what I mean? Like, listen, Taichi, these, these are grown men. Just, He's just, a heel. I mean, if he does proper kicks, then people are going to start cheering him. It's all a carefully crafted uh, heelish act, WH. Right. You're getting right. worked. I'm Come on. Uh, I've been worked into a shoot or sh- shot into a work. Which one is it? I, don't get worked into a shoe, brother. All right, right. Okay, like, I, I never know what that means, you know? Worked into a shoot or... So I, I'm... Anyways, never mind. We're, we're getting derailed. Fuck that. Okay, anyway. Uh, at this point, you're maybe one of your favorite spots, Joel. The pants come off, and then Taichi hits a big super kick for another big two count. Are you, are you a big fan of the pants off? Uh, now I am, yeah. And I think the, the crowd like it as well. He always seems to get quite a big pot when he does that, and... Uh, you saw actually Okada copying him at Wrestle Kingdom this year. So, the you know whipping the the long boys off and having the shorts underneath. That's Okada seen that it's working for Taichi and is starting to steal his moves there. It's this is true. This is a good point you bring up. And you know what the thing with Okada is like he's still doing that. Like almost what like ten months later he's still whipping off the pants. Like like and everyone pops for it even though they know he's wearing his biker shorts again. He's not wearing the uh, the flared pants anymore. But you know. Bless his heart, Okada milks that shit for all it's worth, so kudos to him. Uh, From here, Liger hits a backdrop at uh, Shote and goes for uh, another Shote, but uh, Taichi pulls in dumbass Asami, who takes it instead and gets knocked outside. This signals uh, for Kanemaru and Desperado to hit the fucking ring again to stomp away on Liger, and I'm just like, oh my god, what the fuck am I watching here? This is like Liger's last match in the best of the Super Juniors. I I don't Remember the time when I watched this, like as it happened, Joel. But I'm pretty sure my blood pressure was at an all-time high. What do you think of the decision to have Taichi as his final opponent? Because do, do you? I mean, one way of looking at it could be like this is a huge endorsement and sign of trust in Taichi that they thought he was a, an appropriate opponent for Liger, that he could get that kind of heat and the you know the big baby face combat for Liger. Or maybe a little bit that it was the end of a grueling tour and Liger was a bit knackered and he just needed to sort of take it easy. That's why there was all the bullshit and the shenanigans. But uh, what do you think when you see this as Liger's final ever best of the Super Juniors match? So I, I will say this in all fairness, like like despite what I feel and maybe in other fans who feel like the same way about Tai Chi that I do, there is obviously a lot of trust in Tai Chi as a performer and a lot of like, I don't know, like, you know, like hope that he's going to become a, a big star, right? 
this, it's so obvious that that's what Ghetto sees in him that that he gives him so much like when he was a junior and then when he was in Noah he he was like the top guy in the Suzuki Gun Invasion in the junior division during that year that they were there in in pro wrestling Noah and then he comes back and then he moves quickly and back into the he- into the heavyweight division now and then he's given us such a huge push he is like I would say he's like in the upper mid card you know position of that company and like it's it, it means something for people to beat him. It, it means, and he gets a lot of fan support. So there is something to him. I, as much as I hate to admit it, Joel, I will say that there is something to Taichi that the the bookers and the and you know the management of New Japan Pro Wrestling see in Taichi. So and and Liger probably sees this in him. Like Liger is a fan of wrestling. He's a fan of Japanese wrestling. He's a fan of American wrestling. So he probably looks at Taichi as like, this is a guy who I think can be like a top guy in this company. If I can do whatever I can do to help him get to reach that, no problem. And and I, you, you say that maybe this is going to be a night off for Taichi because of a lot of the shenanigans. But, you know, I got to say, Liger worked his ass off in this match. And so did Taichi, to be fair. Yeah, it was just interesting. I mean, looking at the other names in the A block that you would think, you know, if Liger's sitting down and looking at names like Will Ospreay, Dragon Lee, Ricochet, Hiromu, that he picked, well, I'm assuming he picked, I should assume he had some say in it, that he thought Taichi was the best person to bow out on rather than, you know, having a big emotional send-off match with a, a younger, up-and-coming, more talented guy. Let's say, for example, at Will Ospreay. I, I just think, like, Liger, if you look at his history, like, he just does what the booker says. He would he, he probably have some say, but I, I'm sure if Ghetto just think, we want to make, you know, the, the, the your final match and your last two best of super juniors to be against tai chi he's like okay yeah let's let's do something interesting and fun for the fans and uh, like you know he probably wanted to like you saying earlier he probably wanted to lose to tai chi but they probably said no you got to win we got to send you off on a high note in osaka so yeah I, I do think there's something to that that it's a possibility that liger you know like picked picked tai chi to be his last opponent to help elevate him but i can also see it easily being a situation where where ghetto said to him this is your last opponent, and he just said, "Okay, no problem. Let's let's do the best we can with with this this situation, this match." So that's how I feel about that. Um, back back to the match itself. Uh, oh, from here, Taichi tears at Liger's mask now. Now, so before he was trying to unlace the back of it, Joel, but this time he's he's ripping at the front of it. Uh, that at this point, Kenta Sato. The, one of the few referees, because he works mainly the the uh, the bottom of the card, so he's usually free of the bullshit. He hits the ring, and he's trying desperately to get Kanemaru and Desperado out of the ring to make this a fair fight. But then Taichi throws Liger into him, thus making him look like an ass clown as well. So all the refs, like, I don't know what happened with Red Shoes later on in the card, but I'm sure he made a complete jackass of himself as well. Uh, yeah, I can't defend any of that. At least he didn't flip anyone off, though. Well, who, Kenta Sato? Or Red Shoes? Well, anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Red Shoes were not involved here, but, uh, you know, thankful for small mercies. Yes. I, I usually look, when I watch Kenta Sato matches, when he's refereeing, I'm like, okay, this 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 match should be relatively bullshit-free because he rarely gets involved. It's like, if I'm if I'm a referee in New Japan, I want I want to do the opening match to, like, maybe up to the, the fourth match on the card and then asami takes over and then the last two matches are usually red shoes and then for me like i i can ignore most of it but like just the little things about red shoes like the hands on the hips and like the waving of the finger the shaking of the head just annoy me but i can still enjoy like a, a will osprey okada match that he's refing without you know it doesn't derail it completely for me or anything but it's just like i rather wish you know Kenta Sato was refereeing this match instead. But anyways, I, I digress again to talking about referees. Um, uh, from here, Desperado reaches into his t-shirt. This is really weird. So he, so Desperado goes into his t-shirt, right? I'm not, I'm not re- watching this incorrectly. And he pulls out a massive pair of scissors. And I'm like wondering, Joel, how the fuck did he keep these things in his shirt, right? Did he tape them to his chest? And how did he not get cut from having these scissors inside of his shirt? Maybe he had a little pair of scissors, uh, a little scissors holster underneath. I don't know. It's not something I thought about when I was watching the match. But now you bring it up. Yeah. Dangerous move there. Go, go, go back. We'll just watch this spot. So he, he like just goes into his t-shirt. There's, there's not much room for error. And he just pulls out 
they're not like they're not like you know like just paper you know paper scissors you, you know that you get art crafts class or something like that and you're just that, that are safety scissors for kids these are like a massive pair that you could probably like trim your lawn with and i'm just like anyways it just blew my mind like that he pulled out these scissors from under his shirt and he didn't he didn't seem to be hurt from having them under his his shirt the whole fucking time like he's stomping away at liger he's doing moves with liger and like he's pretty safe i don't know anyways uh from here there's there's history of course with liger and the scissors that uh this is in 2006. There's a, a crack on hall show. It was a co-promoter show between uh, NJPW and the counter-terrorism unit, if you remember them. So it was a bad boy Hedo in a hardcore match against Kishin Liger. So before that happened, Hedo had cut bits of Liger's uh, hair away as he was held down using scissors. So then Kishin Liger came back and they had a really brutal, violent match. They went all over Krakow Hall. They were using weapons on each other, just beating the crap out of each other. And the whole time, Kishin Liger's just got this evil smile on his face. And even as Kishin Liger, so Hilo again tried to use the scissors to, uh, he would actually try to bludgeon Liger during the match with the scissors. And there were barbed wire bats and chairs and, uh, Kishin Liger finally won the match, but there's something about scissors and Liger and Kishin Liger that uh, you know, I'll be wondering to see if uh, we see the scissors make an appearance at King Pro Wrestling with uh, Suzuki. Well, but that and maybe the the railroad spike that he likes to almost murder people with when he's Kishin Liger. I, I think it's going to be. <laughs> I think it's going to be an interesting match. Uh, at the time of this recording, like King of Pro Wrestling is a couple of weeks away, but uh, that's probably maybe one of my most anticipated matches from that show. Uh, but back to the Tai Chi Liger match, we have uh, we see Desperado and Kanemaru holding Liger down while uh, Tai Chi cuts off part of his horn. So you see that it's made of foam and Liger's uh, hair slash wig and costume. So he's really doing a number. On this fucking costume, this this classic costume of Liger, uh, we see that despite wearing a full bodysuit, Joel, this is this is my favorite part of this whole match. That despite wearing a full bodysuit and and a full face mask, face mask, Liger possesses a very nice, even tan, and a buff chest for someone in their fifties. If you forgive the pun, this was quite horny. Getting the scissors out, you know, cutting cutting his shirt away so you could just gradually see his hunky 52 year old chest there's just something quite i don't know maybe i just this is something i jumped to a bit too quickly but i just there's definitely some sexual tension in the air as he started to cut through his bodysuit there well i can see it i can see it. he's a very well put together man for a man in his 50s who's who's been in the wrestling business for like over 30 years so but i my my thing is more the tan it's like you wear a full bodysuit. The only thing you have to show are your hands. That's it. So he, if he just tanned his hands, I can understand that. But his his whole body, I imagine his whole entire body is tanned. I bet he has no tan lines. Not not to get too sexy here, but you know, like that's wait, so, wait, wait. So do you think this is uh, is he going to the uh, the tanning salon? Is he lying on the sunbeds there? You reckon? Yeah, definitely. Or he's going to like a secluded part of some beach and just getting down to his birthday suit and just tanning all over. He seems like that kind of a guy. Yeah, would that shock you to know that uh, Liger spends his time off just, I don't know, on a beach in, well, where are the beaches? Kyushu or Okinawa or somewhere like that? Down Okinawa, yeah. Yeah, with a cocktail in his hand, just absolutely stark bollock naked, girls everywhere. That wouldn't stun me. Dude, you you wouldn't believe some of the stories I hear about, like, these guys from the 80s and 90s. Like, I'm not going to get into it, but... Like, would it surprise me if that's what Liger did in his off time? No, it would not. But anyways, at this point, guess who shows up? Joel, Liger's friends finally fucking make an appearance. So Kushida and Taguchi come down to even the score and, like, even the odds for Liger to take out Desperado and Kanemaru. And I'm just, like, wondering, you know, where, the, where were these guys? Like, for the last, I don't know, 15 fucking minutes. Were they, like, playing pachinko? Were they, like, out having a cigarette? Like, you know, the the dressing room was very, very far away. So they started running about 10 minutes ago, but they only just now managed to hit the ring. That's my theory. I I don't I I like it when when all they were naked and had to get dressed. That could be. Well, no, they were. were, No, they changed. I guess they were wearing their 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 
their warm up clothes. But anyways, it, I just I hate I hate they're in the shower together, you know, oh. soaping up and <laughs> They just, oh no, Lag is in trouble. This is maybe the uh, sexiest episode of uh, this particular series, there, Joel. I, I don't know what you were going to talk about uh, when I, I thought, do when uh, I do my I new series. Maybe maybe when I do my a new series in 2020. I don't know if I'm going to have you on because it's it's going to be too sexy for for postwrestling.com. But we'll, we'll see. Anyways, uh, uh, Taichi has a chair and is about to use it when Liger hits it and Taichi with a I don't know with a capo kick. I, I felt like he kind of missed it, and like, and the like, Taiji just decided to sell it anyways because it was like we're getting close to the end of the match. Uh, I mean, the man had like a mask half hanging off his face. What do you want? This is true. I, I, we have to give him some slack. So, so from this point, Joel, like, why don't you end the uh, the, the the rest of the match because we're we're at the end of it. All right. So. Um... Again, we're getting just the, the spirit of Kishin Liger appearing in this match where Liger goes for the Shote and a release powerbomb and a brain buster. He gets the one, two, three. So we get the quasi fairy tale ending here. Liger wins his final best of the Super Juniors match. He stops Tai Chi from getting through to the finals. He, he foils the bad guy and he gets the big congratulations from his buddies, Taguchi, Kushida, and he gets the microphone. And he says, thank you to everyone. I mean, I've got the, the translation here from Momo. Help me out with this. He says, uh, people at the venue in Osaka, thank you very much for your support. Liger's best of the Super Juniors is over today. With your support, I managed to finish this tournament with a victory. In the chaotic match, Taguchi and Kushida helped me today. They still have a Yogi match left for the next year, two years. I know they will continue to warm up this Juniors tournament with more energetic and more exciting matches. I'll be sitting in the commentary sheet and we'll be watching with shouting suge, meaning fantastic in Japanese, casual version of Sugoi with you guys so please continue your support thank you very much Jishin Thunder Liger and just reading this WH he's Liger said here that for the next few years he knows that these guys are going to continue lighting up the junior tournament but Kushida letting the side down he's not going to be lighting up any best of the super juniors tournaments anymore he's he's going to be lighting up NXT UK fighting you know Walter and the rest of Imperium with his you know his new buddies Bristango Anyways, I don't want to get into talk about Kushida in NXT <laughs> teaming teaming with fucking Fandango and fucking Tyler Breeze. But but anyways, uh, Taguchi's still there. Even though you know what, Taguchi should should graduate to being like a mid card heavyweight. Let let's be honest. He it's really stretching the suspension of disbelief to like see fucking Taguchi still in the junior division of New Japan. Really, I. Think he's got a spot for life there. He's not. He doesn't seem big or muscular enough to be a, a credible heavyweight. I think as the sort of veteran slash comic relief of the junior division, I think he's fine there. I don't, no desire to see him move up. Yeah, I just think it's it'd be a nice. I don't know, breath of fresh air for him and the fans to just get him out of the junior division. He doesn't have to be. Are you saying you want Taguchi in the G one? Is this what you're telling me? No, I said a mid carder. Like he could just be a mid carder. Like you know. Like, do something interesting with him. I'm not, like, maybe, I don't know, make him kind of an edgy heel. Who I don't know. Like, I think he's smart enough that if you give him a chance to do something different, he'll he'll do it. Like, if you drop the comedy with the dude. And I like the comedy from Taguchi, but I don't know. It's it's just played out. It's like, I'm, I'm tired of Yano. Like, like, once in a while. Like, okay, it's a Yano comedy match. It's fine. But do I want to see Yano? Like all the time? No, I don't. Do I want to see Taguchi all the time? Yeah, big match Taguchi is fine, but like comedy Taguchi, eh, I take it or leave it. I I skipped, you know, a lot of the undercards for the last tour, like the Dominion tour, uh, the Destruction tour, just because like I don't want to see these multi man matches because they're all stale. Like the whole, the whole you know alignment and direction of like the the mid carders in New Japan is not really exciting me. I'm not gonna get excited until probably post. King of Pro Wrestling into the the road to Wrestle Kingdom, but yeah, I don't know. Taguchi Taguchi's fine. Kushida's gone to to different pastures. I'm not gonna say greener because we'll see what his future ultimately ends up being in the WWE. But the money's greener. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, I just re- I was reading about like how much their downside. If that guy, like I gotta imagine NXT now is like main roster and like if he wants. A lot of people like say, "Yeah, our contracts are coming. Like, they're gonna get these six-figure contracts." Like, like I'm, I'm reading about like some of this money that these guys are getting now, and you know, 
Well, it's just like Anderson and Gallo. It's just these obscene amounts that these guys are getting offered. I mean, good for them, but talk about having more money than sense. I mean, I, I didn't see the, the number exactly. Did you catch that for Anderson and Gallo's, how much they were offered? 700000 That's their downside. That's not house, house show money. That's not their merch money either. So they're probably clearing about close to a million like a year. So good for them. I mean, I, I think Doc Ellis is trash, like, as a wrestler, I think he's horrible. But if you can get that money, if you can get the money from the McMahons, go for it. I, I'm hoping Kushida is going to make some million bucks. You know, hopefully with with NXT and AEW in this you know quote unquote Wednesday Night War that that it's going to rise. What well, the high tide rises all boats, right? That's the saying, Joel. Yeah, and if it doesn't work out for Kushida, he would just pop in the time machine and go back to 2019 and stay with New Japan. So it's win-win. It's totally win-win for him. He he loses nothing by going there, really. Like, And if he doesn't like it after three years, he just goes back. They they, they took back Kenta. You know, they took Kenta. Not back, because he, he's originally from Noah. If Some people might not realize that. But uh, same thing will happen with Kushida if that happens. Like Nakamura, when he wants to go back, I say when, not if. When he wants to go back, they will take him back and they will give him a lot of money. Anyways, he'll get a big pop too. Um, my final thoughts about this match, you know, so Joel, I'll be honest, I generally did not like this match, but uh, I think... Oh, it stinks. WH, you think I'm going to sit here and argue with you and tell you that this is a good match? I'm not. The match is shit. And I hated it as well, but uh, I thought it was important to have a bit of uh, diversity in the uh, <laughs> the... the uh, the proceedings there because i'm sure everyone else has picked brilliant matches so i just thought i'd throw something a bit different in there but i will say the heat built throughout this match really well like the psychology of this match the storytelling of this match was really really good from tai chi and from liger so when you get to the end where liger finally vanquishes tai chi the, the crowd reacts the way you want them to act react they they give liger the respect that he and the adoration that he deserves so and i think you know like you have to watch this match in context so i at first i watched it without really knowing the background of it because i don't remember when i like the story behind it from like from three years ago and then i watched it again the second time after reading your article about it so okay i understand tai chi is the a block leader ligers winless is these are both of their last you know you know participation in the best of the super juniors and it was announced that it was ligers so there's that context into it there you put in the context of previous meetings their their history together so i with that in mind i think this match becomes a lot more enjoyable the second time i'm watching it and the end becomes more satisfying so i will say that if you know like obviously if if you people listen to this and you didn't watch the match before you're going to listen to watch it after listening to this i don't know why you would do that you should watch things before you, you listen to the review but i would urge you to go check out the liger beat uh, series and in particular Joel's review of this match. He gives he puts a lot of work into the the details and the translations from Momo. She should she should give uh, our our good friend Chris Charlton a run for his money. Uh, but yeah, the the it, this match has to be seen in context. Is basically what I'm saying, Joel. Yeah, I think so. If there's some way you could put out a little warning in the previous episode in your series and tell people to maybe listen to the podcast before they watch the match, because otherwise, what's going to happen? People will see the podcast come up, they'll watch the match and think, this is terrible. I'm not going to listen to this episode and skip it. No, they might like uh, like watch the match and then look at who picked this match, because they're not going to blame me. They're going to say Joel Abraham from the Super JCast. They're going to be like, that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. We're not going to listen to Super J Cast. It wouldn't be anymore. the first time. Uh, we're not supporting that place. We're not, we're not going to give them ad reads. Blah blah blah. blah. But no change there then. But no, I, I do think I, I'm glad you picked this match because I do think it's it's a historical match, like in the sense of it's Liger's last best of Super. And I think for like one thing that we talked about, one theme we talked about with this match is that it it really shows like the like you know, how charitable, like, and how giving Liger is as a, a performer and as, and as a kind of a senpai to like guys in the junior division where he's like, I, he's selfless. He just goes out there and he, he puts people over. He won this match, but he, he put Tai Chi over for most, for like 90% of, of the entire, like, you know, last time he's ever going to be in the best of the super juniors in their second biggest market, you know, in Osaka. So 
I, I'm glad you picked it. I, 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 at the end of it, I enjoyed it to the point where like, okay, contextually, it makes a lot of sense. And the, the last, last four minutes of this match are really, really good. Yeah, I think from a historical point of view, this is a, an interesting match to look at. Even if it's not the most exciting bell to bell, there's uh, a lot you can learn from it. Well, I mean, there are people out there who like the Tai Chi bullshit. So, so maybe there's going to be a segment of the listeners who are going to, you know, write feedback and say, you know, I love this match. It was my favorite Liger match of all time. If if you say that, I I, I question how many Liger matches you've actually seen in your lifetime. But I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get on too too big of a you know soapbox about about that but um yeah so let's that brings us to the end of the review uh joel don't worry there's no trivia on this series uh i spared you that but let's talk about plugging stuff because yeah, i'm the i'm the uh the champion undisputed trivia champion so uh, i can retire with that crown definitely. no one's going to take it for this series at least definitely definitely it's not gonna i i, I don't know if i'll ever bring back trivia on future mini series that i do for post wrestling because it's a lot of work it's a lot of work looking at all this information. But uh, let's let's get to the part where we plug things for you guys. Uh, tell us about Joel Abraham. Where can we find more Joel Abraham? What do you have to plug? As you mentioned, I have a New Japan-centric podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Network called Super Jcast. So you can find that. If you go to Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the Super Jcast, you can find it there with my wonderful co-host Damon McDonald and we discuss uh, all things going on in New Japan in agonizing detail so if you're a fan in New Japan and you haven't listened to the podcast already please do give us a chance and um, my personal Twitter account at Joel J Abraham has mainly got photos of food and my two cats Scampi and Gatti so if you like food and cats then follow that one as well and like did you put it over the discord Oh, the Discord, yeah. So we have a great Discord um, where we've got what, about 700 people on there at the moment and all very nice people, like-minded people where we talk about all things, not just New Japan, but all sorts of wrestling promotions, music, food, video games, movies, whatever. And uh, it's something I'm really proud of, the, the people over there who've made it is what it is. So if you uh, were like me a couple of years ago and someone who was into New Japan pro wrestling but didn't really have any friends to chat about it, then check out our discord so you can find the link to that discord pinned to our twitter page and twitter.com forward slash the super jcar so uh join the fun uh, a lot of nice people there and um yeah enjoy okay and i'm a, i occasionally stop in in that discord it's a it's a very friendly place as joel is saying so i i urge people to join it if you want some friendly toxic toxic free discussion just don't spoil stuff for damon like that apparently really gets him angry if you spoil stuff when he's trying not to get spoiled about live shows and stuff like that but uh of course damon was a guest on the first episode of this series talking about uh, liger's match with naoki sano go check that out uh on behalf of joel i want to thank all the listeners for listening to this episode and to the series in general and until next time i will bid everyone adieu and say goodbye